Forgotten Flicks, episode 80, The Cutting Edge, 1992. This episode with 100% more estrogen? No, Jason's here. 50% more estrogen. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks Podcast. I am Joel, joined, as always, by Jason. And this time, Jay, this time we have a guest host. That isn't... I'm trying to think of something to say. <laughs> Is it going to be <laughs> horrifically offensive? You can't. No, There's I, nothing you say that can't no, be horrifically offensive. <laughs> I was thinking, well, package, but that just seems too <laughs> mild. <sighs> Yeah, we have class? a girl on the show. Somebody with class? So, oh, yeah, sorry, class, uh, Grace, Yeah, as, uh-huh. as opposed to in, indicating that they don't have a penis. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, we are joined <laughs> in this episode, the first. It only took us 80. We're better than Hollywood. I think it took them more than 80 years before they gave a woman Academy Award for Best Director. Oh, ouch, ouch. Uh, it took us two years. <laughs> less than, a little less. We are giving her an Academy Award. We're probably oh, just yeah. going to give her a headache, but that would be typical because she actually has <laughs> apparently admitted to listening to us. Yes, folks, we have Mags, Maggie, the one and only, the contributor to Forgotten Flicks. You've read her amazing articles. You've, I would say, heard her amazing voice, but you haven't because unless you've talked to her on the phone or stalking her, maybe. <laughs> she is She is on the Facebook page, um, our, our group, and um, at this point, I'm going to shut the hell up and invite her uh, to speak. Hi, Mags. <laughs> Hi there. How are you doing? Good. And just so we know, guys, don't be fooled. That accent, fake as hell. Fake as hell. She's from friggin' Idaho. Uh, I'm, not doing co- I'm not doing Cockney, Joel. I'm not doing Cockney. No. <laughs> yeah. What, governor? Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. governor. Yeah. Now, wait, to be honest, hearing on the podcast, it sucks. But hearing it right here over Skype, live, real time. Is it super better? Awesome. Is it super awesome? <laughs> it's a, it, you, no. you, it totally doesn't no. do its service when it's recorded, does it? Chip, chip, and all that. Hello. Hello. See, it's, you drop the th, right? Isn't it like? Or no, you, you know, no yeah. not at all. No. No, it's, yeah, a, like it's an, an F. Sound. It's an F. That's right. That's right. So it's like the yeah. truth, right? <laughs> the truth <laughs> of the matter, right? 
that's not that's really what, not active. See what I meant? See what I meant about not being able to say anything not offensive? See, you're you're right on. You're yeah. <laughs> then we get about thirty seconds, and that's two or three things. Pretty good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but this is a banner day. This is an amazing day because not only is this uh, only the second time we've had a female hostess on the show with us. The second this is time. A special. Oh uh, yes, yes. Second time, my friend. Second time. Um. Oh. Oh. Her Joe. feelings are gonna be. <gasps> oh dear. Okay, we yeah, have her husband was with her. Oh. No, I mean, oh yeah, Jesus, that didn't sound that. right. We know if this was... episode runs along, what part Joel will be editing out. <laughs> oh, yes, of course we did. We had Jen and Ryan on. <laughs> and listen, as he tries to make up by saying her name first. It's okay. It's good. <laughs> oh, what an asshole. I'm such a... Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Just let it play. There it is. <laughs> so not only is this the second hostess we've uh, we've ever had on. Of course it is, Jay, because the first one was Jen. Jen Ozawa. Oh, there's where the edit spotting. Is. There. Yeah. <laughs> this is also the first time. Uh, this is a special episode because Maggie talked us into, twisted our arms, begged, <sighs> generally made an annoyance of herself. We are doing an actual, swear to God, romantic comedy. <clears throat> or a chick flick than a romantic comedy. Yeah, and, whatever. And I let's just even... get something straight. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm just going to say this now. I don't hate chick flicks. Okay. I just tend to find them oftentimes more predictable than a slasher film. <laughs> but they really are, though. You don't have to strain any brain cells watching them. It's sort of the. It That's really is. So it, good. It's like the yeah, female like good. equivalent of a slasher flick. If slasher flicks are meant for like you know 15 year old boys, then chick flicks are, I guess, the equivalent for. It's it's brain Girls. candy. It's just brain candy. You're not getting anything else out of it. You're just getting a little bit of sweet and ah. Uh, but see, it. but then what about a movie like When Harry Met Sally? Because obviously it's meant to be a quote unquote you know romantic comedy chick flick type movie. But I think of it as being better than average. No, it is. It's definitely better than average. Yeah. Well, I think it's different because you've got you know when Harry Met Sally came along, you had. Uh, well, obviously, it came out before Cutting Edge, and we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> I swear, I swear. We will oh yeah! By the way, we're doing the Cutting Edge this episode, <laughs> and we I will I will explain the opening music. Which, if you've seen the Cutting Edge, you don't need me to explain. We'll, we'll get into it because it I should be called up. How to Cut a Montage. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> I want to set up because we are we are out of our realm here uh, uh, slightly. In, in talking about a romantic comedy, but well, I wait, think Jason, that, Jason, Jason, not that I, I hate to interrupt you. You know that no, yeah, I, I know. Okay. I know it kills. You. I just, but before I want to make sure I set the mood, I am in fact ready for this. I'm not out of my element. I've, I'm going method. Um, you remember the scene in silence <laughs> of the lambs when Buffalo bill is putting on the makeup <laughs> and listening to the creepy, uh, music. And you know, right before he, right before he says, it puts the lotion in the basket. Right before all that, he he does his dance thing where he's wearing like a robe and he tucks something. You know what I'm talking about? Totem. That's your sexy scene. That's that's yeah, your room. No, I'm doing that comedy. right now. Yeah, <laughs> and it is really uncomfortable. <laughs> Ouch! He's in the closet. 
So what were you going to say? I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you with that image. <laughs> oh, I actually am going blind on my left side, 80% blind spot now. So um, I'm no good. <laughs> good. Uh, no, I think When Harry Met Sally was an exception because you've got Rob Reiner as a director. You've got, um, you know, and there have been big names, but I think that was written slightly differently. Um, it was still relatively formulaic, but you had a lot more. I don't know. I don't want to say a lot more comedy, but it was focused a lot more on the comedic timing than I think some of the other romantic comedies I've seen. Because um, I've seen a bunch. I mean, I haven't seen any recently, but yeah, I, I've seen Sleepless in Seattle and Harry Met Sally. And... I think Sleepless in Seattle is a good movie. I think it's good. I think it's good. You've got male yeah, sucked you at, balls. If, <laughs> oh, that was awful. If you look at the, I mean, Sleepless in Seattle, it is good, but it's because of all the stuff from um, An Affair to Remember that sort of went yes. into that. I think there was a lot of nostalgia about yeah. that. But going back to When Harry Met Sally, I mean, Nora Ephron's script in that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wrote it about her and Rob Rayner. And originally, they didn't end up together on the script. Hmm. Um, they they just carried on as friends. Um, but the studio, I think, um, said, no, we've got to see them get together, which is when they changed it. And so it did have that kind of nicely tied up Hollywood ending. Which is so unusual, isn't it, for a studio to intervene and and force them to do something contrived like that? (laughs) So weird. (laughs) I'm glad that doesn't happen anymore. I mean, um, bad old days. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mags, I have to ask, you are a student of the romantic comedy, am am I right? You've seen quite a few? I have seen several. Okay, just just a couple, right? (laughs) Yeah, a few. Which is why we brought you on, because you are, uh, as far as the people we know, the best expert on romantic comedies. So um, I think with that... We know know a lot of people, Jay. (laughs) We know like eight. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So you're tops. You're tops. I feel special. <laughs> you should, well, you should. We try. We that's what our goal is. Like you know, like when we have other hosts that come on the show, and then um, let's just say hypothetically, one of um, the a holes on this show forgets that they were on here. <laughs> you know, special <laughs> like that. I'm sure we'll have we'll have another female. You know, like six months, a year from now, and be like, oh, she's our first. There'll be trouble. There yeah. will be trouble if that happens. <laughs> uh, oh mercy! I tell everyone so- you're my first. Ah. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> Would anybody like to talk about the cutting edge? What? Sally. <laughs> oh, was it obvious that I was trying to distract from that point? I know you were. Okay. I really, I really made notes. I, uh, really, I have notes. Most have of notes. them are a systematic breakdown of montages. <laughs> <laughs> Cover, but but the hard. It's hard to read because a lot of the ink um, smeared with my tears. So, but I'll go ahead and play the trailer now. If you guys are ready for that, okay. <laughs> It's one o'clock. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm just about four hours late here, Rita. Rita? Anita. Gita. Gita! Close. <gasps> Olympic star Doug Dorsey's the best hockey player in America, and he's about to retire. Kate Mosley was America's sweetheart. Until Hercules here learns how to lock his grip, this will have to do. And she's got a nickname that rhymes with rich. What a thing. For both of them, the Olympics have become a faraway dream. Here, you try. Until someone... Those are figure skates, pal. ...set up the ultimate blind date. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm a guy who came a long way for lunch. Please don't let me keep you from the trough. Enough! The king of the rink and America's ice queen just became a team. 
Don't quit your day job. Would you please put me down? Oh, you creep! Guess that move needs some work. You've been doing what? I've been doing a little figure skating. Finger painting? As a matter of fact, I do have a boyfriend. What do you do? Keep him chained up in the basement? I don't like to see her upset. If I was you, I'd invest in blindfolds. Are they going to get it? Before they kill each other? You look really nervous. How nervous are you? Dorsey and Mosley, the American Olympic team's best shot at the gold. You're falling for him. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Thanks, you've missed it. I am throwing myself at you. Get out of my way. No problem. I've been practicing that move for a year and a half. D.B. Sweeney. Man, would I love to see you play hockey. Moira Kelly. Any day. The Cutting Edge. It's not like his nose was perfect. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at Netflix on DVD. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. And thank you, JV, for that. You know why they call this... We get a specialized cutting edge, like, Montage, you might have seen this movie. Something might spoiler. No, we we did not get that. (laughs) We did not get it. So do you think they call this movie the cutting edge because it's so cutting edge they used the B word? <laughs> Almost in the trailer. She's such a bitch. It rhymes with rich. And in case you missed it, witch, hitch, and glitch. <laughs> or as we bitch. always say around my house, she's a bee with an itch. <laughs> like it. <laughs> <sighs> So, mm. so Jason, would yeah. you like to uh, share your synopsis knowledge of this motion picture? <laughs> and if you could do it in montage form, I'd really appreciate that. Okay, so the one we watched was uh, Cutting Edge Fire and Ice, right? That's that's the one we were um, covering tonight. Right? I'm hoping to God you did, because it's pretty much just going to be an hour and 20 minutes of Mags and I laughing at you. <laughs> No, uh, for those of you out there who are not familiar, this 1992 flick starring D.B. Sweeney and Moira Kelly actually had three sequels. Are you crapping me? I I caught the one. It had three? (laughs) It had three. Thrice, my friend. As in one, two, three, and four. And four. Number four came out in 2010, The Cutting Edge. My God, they are like slasher films. (laughs) Number four is really, really bad. I watched it a couple of months ago. It's properly terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, have you seen all of them? <laughs> no, I couldn't find the second two. Really? I couldn't find two or three. <laughs> yeah, funny that. But, um, but they just they put um, number four on Netflix over here. So I was like, oh, I've got to watch it, got to watch it. And did, and I can't get those two hours back for my life. <laughs> is that the one where it's supposed to be their kid? Like the... Uh, the DB- no, I... That's number two. Um, number two is where it's their kid. And then number three, the kid is the coach. And then number four hasn't got any of the original uh, like original characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm really upset that I know this. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you know what? Can I be honest with you? In a weird way, we're like two sides of the same coin because 
you sound like me when I'm going off on like the details. Jason. Of, yeah, Friday series. the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... It's like almost like the equivalent. <laughs> well, in part four, you see, um, it was his mother's daughter's <laughs> son that actually did the killing. <laughs> actually, no, Jason. That was um, that was part uh, seven. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, oh, how do I get into the synopsis of this one? Um... <laughs> There's ice skating. Um, this is basically the story of two people. It is Dee Dee Sweeney. And they have, they have two <laughs> eyes, a nose, a mouth. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's the story of uh, Doug Dorsey played by Dee Dee Sweeney. And he is basically a hockey player who is a playboy, um, plays by his own rules. The bad guy kind of uh, does what he wants. He's in the 88 Calgary Olympics. Uh, parallel, but on a, another tangent, is Moira Keller. Moira, Moira. I can't Mo- say that Mo- word. Moira. Moira. I say it with just a little Moira. bit of like a like a New York accent. Moira. Like a little. <laughs> yeah. Moira Kelly. Um, her character Kate Mosley is a pairs a couples ice skater, figure skater, and uh, he gets checked into the glass, has a massive concussion, and is out of the Olympics. Weren't those effects amazing that really just sold that moment? <laughs> oh, wait. It was brutal, wasn't it? Oh, my like, God. Like, I, they hit him, and he fell down. I'm like, did, I'm like, oh, my God, is this movie about narcolepsy? Did he fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Kate, actually, when she's in the – right towards the end of her final routine in the Olympics, uh, she falls off of her partner. He's lifting her up. <laughs> this she is falls a movie out. about clumsy people. <laughs> oh, they're both <laughs> – they're both utter failures at the Olympics. Uh, turns out, no, Kate's just a bitch and can't have a male partner because she chases them all away. Um, Doug can't play hockey anymore, but he thinks that figure skating is not for men and uh, doesn't want to do it, but knows this is his last shot to compete. Uh, they butt heads. There's terrible sparks between them. They are absolutely opposite sides of the same coin. Will they end up together, Jay? <laughs> I mean, uh, inquiring minds want to know. Uh, no, there's a lot of shenanigans in between, and there are lots of twists to this story. I, mean, I, I tell you one thing that I know they wouldn't go, one place they wouldn't go, the whole, he's going to bang some other chick that she kind of hates, and then she walks in on the aftermath. I mean, <laughs> I hate it when movies have that. This doesn't have that, does it? I was waiting at least for like 20 minutes in to get into the <laughs> sarcasm, but, um, so, yes, the whole setup of the movie is them building up from the Calgary Olympics uh, where they both fail. They they get together immediately after. They're brought together by their coach, uh, Anton Penchenko, who uh, – Oh, but sees- you can say that name. Oh. Yeah, Kami. Yes, bastard. I can't say Mor- <laughs> Moira. Moira. <laughs> Moira. Sorry. I have a lift. <clears throat> And so the Russian coach, he, he sees the potential in the two of them getting together and becoming partners. And uh, the setup is really them going all the way through to the next Olympics in 1992 in Albeville, France. And uh, they're trying to build up to that. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't point out at the very beginning, Kate's dad. Oh, my Terry. God. The best part about the movie. <laughs> Terry O'Quinn plays the <laughs> utter controlling <laughs> – uh, hyper achieving. I'm going to live through my children, dad. Because we all know he plays great dads in movies. He plays but fantastic dads. Oh, 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 we just get... go ahead, Maggie. <laughs> he's not as good an '80s dad as Ed Lauter. He is the best '80s dad ever. I have to visualize. You know him. I mean. No, I, I know the, the name, one... but I'm trying to visualize him. He's the 
dad in Youngblood and the dad in um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. He's awesome. You know who he is. Yeah, you, okay, so you picked two chick flicks. Thanks for that, Mags. That was great. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. You know. You know. Now, I mean, if you said Terry Quinn, like, you know, in The Stepfather. I was hoping in this movie at some point he would have said, we need a little order around here, if he had done that. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> but it did. Alas. Alas. Didn't happen. One thing you missed on the synopsis, Jay. One key oh. element. Whoa, whoa. I missed something? You missed something. You want to know? Ahead. You want to know? Yeah. You wanna, Ma- Mags, you want to know? Go on. <laughs> Topic. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there because... If you want to know, you have to see the movie. <laughs> the entire plot. That is the one hinges. line my mom remembers. Of course, it's the one line everybody remembers, and it, the whole movie it hinges on that on that phrase. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Before we let Mags tell us how she feels about this movie, because <laughs> we've made ourselves quite clear. <clears throat> how do you know I'm not just setting this up, dude? You don't know. It could be. It could be. It could be. Um, I did want to say something about that line. Of course, the topic line, which, of course, takes place when he is first learning to skate figure skate, because um, as everybody knows, north of the Mason-Dixon line, which means I didn't, apparently on hockey skates, there isn't this little claw thing at the front of skates. And every time he tries mm-hmm. to skate, he gets it caught on the ice and falls down on his butt. Dude, I would say anybody north of Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that still precludes us. Uh, Indeed, it does. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't north of the green swamp. I don't know what the hell you talking about, you dumb son of a. <laughs> so, see, I do, the, just... I do that accent well, don't I, Mags? That one I do well. Very, Thank very you. good, Joe. Thank very you. good. Thank you. Hey, y'all, Ben. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> was it just me or during that scene where she kept saying Topic? Was I the only one that really wanted to put her through the wall? <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody did. Oh my god! When she, when she sings it out, topic. I'm like, that's it. Head but check. She wasn't British, Joe. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that was my. <laughs> do you ever watch the kids in the hall? Yes. Remember when they do like the Queen and stuff? That was my. Yes. <laughs> topic. Topic. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to head check her, but uh... yeah, she does need a slap through most of it. Most. Most. Yeah. Um, which, of course, is one of the big points of this movie is that that she's got issues to deal with and he's got issues to deal with. And they both kind of clash through sparks and magnet. Was that her analogy at one point when she was trashed? Um, there were magnets pushing each other away and then yeah. it just took a flip. Yeah, that was yeah. Her, that was her very deep insight into uh, mm-hmm. one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. Oh. <laughs> that was her. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was some spectacular drunk acting, though. It the was. Drunk acting was. It was brilliant. It really oh, was. It, it was awful. No, I think her. Awful. No, I thought her drunk acting was pretty good. Oh no, that was terrible. Okay, now wait a second. I was here. being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, I wasn't. <laughs> Mags, how much you say with that little waif weighed? Eighty pounds. Oh, soaking wet. Okay, and she had what six shots. And oh, it's so the you're... first time she'd ever drunk alcohol. And it's the first time she's ever so drunk. So you're saying good acting would have been yep. if she had just died. <laughs> I'm watching it thinking, okay, she's never, ever had an alcoholic beverage. She's I... alcohol poisoning. I mean, she's dead. No, I was thinking the same thing. I really was. <laughs> See, that's how riveted I was by this motion picture. Oh, you were paying attention. I suspended more. disbelief to the extent that I never questioned. 
Or it could be that I'd fallen asleep at that point. Not really sure which <laughs> is the right call. Oh. So I got to ask. <laughs> I got to ask. Max, did you see this um, in the theaters or did you see this after it came out when it was on um, video? I saw it on video, I think. So maybe a year after it came out. Oh, okay. Ninety. So, yeah. Ninety-three. I would have seen it. All right. How old were you? I think I was thirteen, fourteen. <clears throat> All right then. Mm. Um, good night, mm-hmm. folks. Um... <laughs> yeah, because well, Jay, well, because in ninety ninety-two, when this movie came out, you know, I was only like sixteen. <laughs> Shut up. No, so just be, be, yeah, I was actually. <laughs> So when you were in the Merchant Marines at this at this point, right? Weren't you in the Merchant Marines at this point? <laughs> I was playing minor hockey at the time. Yeah, if you must know. Um. <laughs> eh? <laughs> tell us a boot. Tell us a boot it, eh? What's a belt? You know what it is. When I'm closer to a country, I can be even more obnoxiously accurate with the accent. Maybe that's what it is. The Atlantic has totally screwed me up with the whole UK thing. Must be. Must and, be. And, really the Fran- and the French thing. Mm. German. Oh, go and like, do your French. Well, the, fr- oh, the French, the ho, 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 ho. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pull out well, every stereotype we possibly can. Now you Hello, say the only how, French how are you, know. you? What? You have to say the only French word you know. Um, Bachelder. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bachelder. How are you, Kevin? Bachelder. <laughs> Imagine some asshole walking through the streets. <laughs> Paris. Ho, ho, ho. Wee, wee. Very nice. I bad. swear to God, if you ever go to France, you I've got to come with you. <laughs> no, don't, don't, please don't. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, yeah. did you actually take notes in this, or did you Who, fall me? asleep? And, uh, no, yes. I took notes. I got notes, bro. Oh, Most okay. of them are alluding to montages, but yes, I have notes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Max, many... as our guest, uh, we would like to let you go first. <laughs> that's what. That's what she said. No, that's that really said. didn't make any sense. What she but... said was, "God damn." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Can I do a few more tequila shots, uh, please? <laughs> so, what'd you think? End of the day, twenty years after it's been out, what do you think? Is it C and D? I, yeah, kind of. Um, I still like it. I still watch it as an easy, mindless movie to watch. But. Um, more things did strike me. The fact that you don't actually see that much figure skating in it. You see them practicing a lot, but you don't see any of the routine. That's, that's a good freaking point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I know why, because obviously they couldn't, They, you know, they could all only do the basics. But it's like, I just want to see, the, I don't want to see Terry O'Quinn clapping when they're doing their, uh, like, gold medal winning routine. With and the when they would the do it, and, and, and when they would do a routine, you very seldom saw it in like a wide angle at all. Like even with stunt people, it was always just these very tight close shots. Close up of skates, close up of face, close up of yeah. skates. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I know why, but it's like, oh no, I want to see the routine. But um, but I still like it. I still like it. It's still very easy to watch and it's still funny. Um, well, to me. Um, and yeah, I thought it was still good. And better than I think a lot of the rom-coms are out now. Interesting. Interesting yeah. take. Interesting yeah. take. That's like um, Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve, all those, um, like, where they just get the famous people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And give them, yeah, they're horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, um, so, did you ever see Preta Porte? No, that was Robert Oldman, wasn't it? Yes, it was. 
but <laughs> famous people together same line. Yes. Oh wait, yeah, it sucked too, really bad. Although it did have that really <laughs> kick-ass song, which I kind of wish I had my on my iPad right now. Here come the hot stepper, word of a bomb, the lyrical gangster. <laughs> I need Kamozi. I had that single. Of cassette. course you did. <laughs> I listened to it. I'm gonna call it up. Chitta Chang Chang. It's gonna be in your head all night. And if it's not, occasionally I'm just gonna send you random emails with voicemail tagged into them. Here come the hot stepper, word. We're gonna have to put that up on the Facebook page. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say that that's a good point, Max, when it comes to this, the ice skating. And part of what I noted about this um, for me was really sincerely a, a, a bit of a disconnect um, culturally because I, I think I've ice skated once in my life. I think I went to a, a skating rink, you know, somewhere in Orlando and I tried it once at like 11 or 12. But I was never a hockey guy growing up in Florida. There's no well, there wasn't hockey when I was growing up. And clearly there's not outdoor anything um, for ice skating. So. That piece of it, there wasn't as much of a, oh, there's this big divide between people who are figure skaters and hockey players, uh, or I've never been a big fan of watching it um, in the Olympics. I have watched it, but it wasn't a huge thing. But I actually saw kind of a unique parallel between this and um, Dirty Dancing in that the way that Dirty Dancing did it better was you actually saw Patrick Swayze dancing, like widescreen he actually did the stuff. In this, you know that D.B. Sweeney and, and Moira, Moira are not actually – Moira <laughs> Kelly. Moira. <laughs> you know that they're not actually figure skating because all the shots literally like that are close yeah. up of their face looking at each other or close up well, of the Patrick skate. Swayze could dance too. That helped. Right. That's what I mean. And that, so I think that movie worked so much better from the perspective of, the, of them as performers falling in love um, than this did just because you never really saw that stuff. So Interesting. And actually, and, yeah. it also reminded me of Dirty Dancing because it had the most god-awful slow motion that was so reminiscent of the opening of Dirty Dancing, where it's kind of that blurred slow motion. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? It's like, stop, blur, stop, blur. Yeah. It, it, that, actually, that, it, I, I wrote down my notes. Reminds me of but Dirty they, Dancing because of the goddamn blur. Slow motion. They did that all the way through the montages as well, which was mm. really annoying. Mm. Yes. It, it's really called really Drunk Vision. Really <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like somebody's trash. Yeah. yeah. It didn't work. I'm six tequilas. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I got one other big bone to pick with this. Oh, this, a yeah, big uh, bone, eh? Part. Just one other. I'm going to pick I my mean, big bone. Are we talking about like a Zabka? <laughs> it's not that big, but I, it's close. I still like listening to that segment just so I can pee myself laughing at you. Just so we're clear. <laughs> You watch, don't lie, you watch that movie over and over at the point he does the handstand. I know how but it not, is. But not for him. For that, <laughs> for that awesome Shakespeare teacher you kept going on and on about. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Kennison, because I love that scene. But go ahead, Jay. Okay, your first big, of all. Tell us about your big bone. My big bone. <clears throat> I apologize <clears throat> in advance, Max. That Pemchenko move? Yeah. Bull. Shit. No, it's not bullshit. Bull Did you see Blades of Glory? Shit. Did you see Blades no. of Glory? <laughs> no, I actually It is the Blades Iron Lotus. Yeah, it's the Blades Iron Lotus. Did it oh, totally. Oh, my God. In Blades of Glory, they do the exact same move. And do they as, really? Yes. Wait, wait. And yeah. if Craig T. Nelson tells the Will Ferrell and John Heater characters, who are the partners in that scenario, <laughs> as he explains to them, he was a coach that was on the outs, and he had this move, and everyone thought it was too crazy, too dangerous, and he took it to the only country batshit crazy enough to try it. 
North America. Korea. <laughs> and he shows them this 10 second video it's like from like way up high in the nosebleed seats and by the way spoiler alert for blades of glory as if you need one and he, you see the the skaters and they do the exact same move he takes her by the ankles he spins her up the air he tosses her but instead of catching her he does this simultaneously like kind of jump kick flip thing and he goes like really close to her neck and she kind of lands and as soon as she does her head just falls off oh <laughs> It's awesome, but it's the same damn move. Oh, but, but to, to Mag's but, point, but it's better. You're, what you're supposed to do, you're not, it's not supposed to be going. Oh, I can't see all the move. That's rubbish. You're supposed to be so invested in their relationship, Joel. Oh. This is you know, point of the rom com. Come on, that's the point I missed. Yes, because <laughs> you know how much he and I are focused on reality. That's what we focus on. Yeah, really. <laughs> But, really, bro? Really? Well, Ma- but Max, did did you find it just a little distracting, just just a smidge, that they do this, they build this whole thing up the pachenko, okay, which sounds like a, like a dirty sex move uh, with a, with a, like a Russian hooker or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Fifty rubles, I do pachenko. <laughs> <laughs> and if the Russian hooker had your voice, dude, after I was done crapping my pants. I would, in fact, pull a Buffalo Bill and tuck it and run. You know what I'm saying? So, anywho, <laughs> what, what I'm getting at here is, unlike the lift in Dirty Dancing, to Jason's point, where you saw the damn thing, you never, like, saw them do it. Like, you never saw him catch yeah. her. I know, I know. That bothered me watching it now. It didn't bother me 20 years ago. Really? It, it did, yeah. Well, it okay. Did me and you said you did not see this in the theater. No, I saw it on uh, VHS. Okay, and Jason, I didn't catch. Did you see it? Not in the theater. No, I didn't make it a habit of going as a college kid to see these types of movies. College kid, whatever, dude. You were in middle management at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, screw you both because I did see it at the theater. Oh, wait. What? Yep. (laughs) Wait a second. Who's the true fan now? Who's the true um, with my cousin? Who was a guy? <laughs> it was a, it. I'm why, out. Why, why, why. It it's is okay. the South. Don't be ashamed, man. It's a very progressive part ashamed. of the South. <laughs> we were, it's okay. It was a very it's progressive okay. part of the South. I was out on a date with my male cousin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what couldn't you get into that you had to go and see the cousin? Um, exactly. I think, honestly, I, as I recall, this was that phase where I thought it was cool to smoke cigarettes. And we were at a Mugs and Movies where it was like a dollar type movie at this point. And I, my sense memory of this was we could smoke in that theater. This was back when you could still smoke in a Mugs and Movies. And so we went in there because they wouldn't check us like as we were doing it. So we thought we were cool to be sitting there watching a movie smoking. It was very, very French of us. Because this is a very cool movie to smoke to. No, the smoking was... But, but yeah. I ended up actually... And this is funny. This is totally a and d thing because I liked this movie when I was younger. What now, a big part of that is because I thought I, Moira, Moira, Moira Kelly was cute. Um, now, meh. You know, first off, I, maybe it's that I'm old, but I look at her now and she's like, God, she looks she's 12. Um, and I like D.B. Sweeney. She, she I, What'd you say, Max? You broke up. She's about 12 in this. Is she really? No, she was 24. Oh, but dear you, God, you, I about like, threw up. <laughs> Dirty old man. No, I didn't say she was hot now. I said when I was then. 
And I like D.B. Sweeney as an actor. In fact, I kind of wish he had gone on to do more stuff. I mean, I know he's done a lot of TV and... And, yeah. and he always, for some reason, every time I see him now, he's playing like some kind of like uh, uh, mercenary douchebag. It seems like everything <laughs> I see him in now, he's always playing like that kind of character. And and I liked him. I thought he, I, I like his blue collar kind of, you know, yeah, I'm not too bright, yeah. but, uh, you know, you know, bright, well, bright sorry, enough. To, to interrupt, what I liked about him in this is that he, as a leading man, mm-hmm. and like in most, in most chick flicks, um, you've got a really, really pretty leading man who's, a bit vapid and not that smart, but it's like really, really stunningly chiseled George Hansen. And he's not. He's good looking, but he's he's more sort of every man. Yeah, he's not pretty. I think. He's, yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's, I he's agree with more you. Down to earth, yeah. Which is really nice as a as a sort of to watch, I think. Well, I know that's what I like. And if <laughs> <laughs> you're related. Yeah. Um, so. well, uh, indeed, indeed. So yes, so, I no, go ahead, Jay. Ha, ha, but you know, going back to your point, Max, the only thing I thought about his, I loved the way he played it, but only in the sincere moments when he seemed more himself. There yeah. were there were times when he seemed to go a little bit too deep into the the accent and the hockey player, and then he kind of came out of it. So, mm. uh, and and you know, sometimes with actors that, especially throughout the course of a shoot, if they're trying to push an accent, it goes in and out, a la Tom Cruise and everything far and away. <laughs> Don't. That's the movie we don't speak of, please. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it, he just kind of goes into the hockey play, and then all of a sudden he's back to kind of his normal voice. And no, my it, favorite it, yeah. ever is Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. When he <laughs> I comes, watched that the other night. You know, I, I don't, I'm sure that movie would be total C and D for me. I used to really dig that movie. Again, might me have too. been because of Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. So don't don't tell me if it was C and D, but I have a feeling it was. But when he gets off the boat with Morgan Freeman's character, and he's like mistletoe. But but my um I oh going off topic completely. um, Welcome to Forgotten Flicks, Max. We never do. I know, I know. No, of course. Um, I I was on TV the other day, and my flight, who is twenty four, had never seen it. So I introduced him to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and he was kind of watching it, going, "This is really, really rubbish." And I was bouncing on the sofa, going, "No, it's really good." I mean, I know his accent's really crap, but it's really good. And he was the music is great. Brian Adams. I know he was just looking at me like I was a maniac. Are you telling me that when <laughs> everything I do came on, he didn't weep? No, he didn't. He didn't. Oh. He Alan no... Rickman is in this movie. I know. Morgan I mean, that by itself. But... Morgan friggin' Freeman. Uh, but... who, who's the guy with the sounds like a frog when he talks? He's awesome too. Played. Uh, um, He's like the the lackey to the to the sheriff. Oh, uh, Michael um... Ironsides. No, he's not Michael no, Ironsides. Michael, he was in um, the Crow. Um... Yes, he was in the Crow. He was the main baddie. Oh, in the crow. yes, 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 yes. Come on, you Shit. two! Come on, you two! <sighs> oh, forget it. Oh, I gave mine. Don't, don't you <laughs> cheat! Don't you cheat! Don't you look it up. I don't know. It's Michael Froggy voice. I don't know, but yes, yeah. it was a good. It, I, I, my, my, my sense memory of it was it was a fun movie. Mm. It was, yeah, exactly. But also, sorry, just one other thing. Um, when you're saying about the mistletoe when he gets off the boat, he's mm-hmm. going, "I know this place. Uh, we're 20 miles from home." He was at the other end of the frigging country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, see to to uh, to the Americans in the audience, we didn't know that. <laughs> we we trusted Robin. Of Loxley. We figured he knew where he was. He lied. <laughs> he, he lied. Um, by the way, I did cheat. It's Michael Wincott. 
Oh, that's right. I knew his name. He was also in Alien Resurrection. Oh, that's right. Which I don't hate. So no, I didn't hate it. He was in Three Musketeers as well, the remake with um, Austin Pop. Oh yeah. yeah, I love that. That's the one you go to. You don't mention Charlie Sheen. You don't mention Kiefer Sutherland. You don't mention uh, mention uh, Robin Black. from Batman and Robin. <laughs> I, Oliver Platt. I like Oliver Platt. I do too. I like him too. I actually like him too. <laughs> He's in a new movie with Hugh Laurie. Did you see that? No. Yeah. Um. The name is escaping me, but it's kind of like one of these marginally dark suburban comedy drama kind of deals, where I guess Hugh Laurie's character. Um, is divorced Catherine Keener, I believe is his ex-wife and has, you know, kids that are mm. old enough to vote. And the his best friend is played by Oliver Platt. Anyway, Oliver Platt's daughter is in her early twenties and Hugh Laurie is diddling her. Oh, yeah. oh. in secret. Did you, did you see that it was rumored, but I think, um, he's not doing it now. Uh, Hugh Laurie was supposed to be in the Robocop remake. Who, that he, they're doing. who was Hugh Laurie? Hugh Laurie was going to be, but um, he's not now, and I can't remember who they've announced is going to do it instead. But who, who was he going to uh, play? Not a Scooby. Don't know. Huh. But, um, yeah, that was that was useless. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> a- a- any news on RoboCop? I'm always uh, ears. Although Dread, did okay. you see the trailer for Dread? That looks good. Can you tell I'm tired yeah. of talking about the cutting edge? Um, no. I got to go yeah. back to it. I'm waiting. I want to talk oh, about. I saw Raiders of the Lost tension. Ark yesterday on the big screen at IMAX. Not- no, go back. I want to talk sexual tension. <laughs> oh, do you now? Jason, we have Jason, why do you want to speak of something we have in every episode? <laughs> I got to bring it back to the movie, man. That's my job. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't have many jobs. I need one. This okay, fine. Do it. <laughs> Bastard. I was going to talk about it. Everyone, just so we know, he wants to talk about the cutting edge and quote unquote sexual tension that didn't exist. <laughs> I want to talk about the upcoming dread and uh, watching Raiders of the Lost Ark on IMAX. So go ahead, Jay. Take it over, buddy. Go ahead. Do your job. Mm-hmm. I am going to see Goonies in the theaters in a couple weeks. Of course. <laughs> when are you going to do the truffle shuffle for us? Do it. Do I, it. I, <laughs> charge a dollar a watch. You can put it up on YouTube. <clears throat> um, no, I I actually really uh, – I didn't hate this movie. I Going into it, you know, we, we tease about romantic comedies, and there's a couple that I've, I've definitely really liked in the past, and – uh, most I won't admit to, and I definitely won't admit to while I'm being recorded, but um, mm-hmm. um, going into this one, I didn't have I, – I did remember what it was about. I, I love D.B. Sweeney. I, I really like – I agree with you, uh, Joel. I wish he had done more. Um, he's done a lot of voice work too. I mean uh, obviously he was the uh, main character, Aladar, and Dinosaur, and he was in Brother Bear, so he's done some Disney stuff. But um, I like his character, and I equate him to sort of a John Cusack-esque um, type 80s character. He's, to me, he's got similar qualities in that he's funny enough. Not quite as funny, I think, as um, Cusack, but they're still both up. In, yeah, I, I would say Cusack's more intellectual. Yeah, he comes across as a lot more of a... He would be uh, John Cusack's slightly less intelligent blue-collar cousin. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or, you know, like if they did a working-class brother versus, you know, going off to college brother, that type of thing, you know, the, hmm. that that would work in this too and i liked him um i definitely think moira kelly moira (laughs) moira kelly um i think she was i agree with you i thought she was like 13 or you know looked very young in this Mm -hmm. but when i saw it the first time you know i thought she was 13 too um but uh (laughs) yeah and 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 at that point you would have gone to prison for it (laughs) oh i think she's super cute in this i think she's really cute um, and I think it works enough 
because I have seen enough figure skating to know that most of them, even if they're 30, uh, look 12, kind of like gymnasts, um, that they just are really, really petite. Yeah. They're very, very small. They're just, that's their body shape the, of the, the people who succeed in this. Um, so at least it made sense from that, that end. But, um, I rewatched it and I thought, oh, God, I've got to watch this movie. So, <laughs> Aren't you glad you know, Mags, the one episode we finally have you on, both of us approached it like this. Oh, yeah, God. Okay, but you got to know, Mags, we do that for at least half the movies. That's that true, to be I fair. Know. That's true. That's true. I'm glad I didn't make you watch Dirty Dancing. I really am. Actually, you know what? No, I like Dirty Dancing. I don't give a damn who knows. Nobody okay. puts baby in a corner. Wait. Please, can I be listening in if you ever do Dirty Dancing when you tell Kevin that you want to show up for Dirty Dancing? Please. (laughs) (laughs) We caught enough expletives from uh, Mr. Spencer about having to do show art for this movie. (laughs) I I believe the exact line was, fuck you, fuck you both for making me draw this. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty much it. In all caps? I don't remember if it was a red font and bold. It was. I think it was Comic Sans. Even. You would have been awesome if, if on her skate he had actually, like, just a little sliver of blood. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little Listen, lot. we'll do Dirty Dancing, but we'll only do it if we can do a double feature, Dirty Dancing and Roadhouse. Then we'll oh, do it. Oh, hells yes. Roadhouse is brilliant. But but as many movies, I actually went into this, like, uh, I, I'm... I know I'm going to hate this. And I told my wife about it uh, going into, she's, oh, I love that movie. My when wife it came did out. the same yeah, and, damn thing. Can I watch it with you? I love that movie. I'm like, Ugh. See, my wife, yeah. fell, to be fair, uh, my, my wife's credit, she did fall asleep. Oh, okay. Well, we watched it in the daytime. And um, we, got about, we got about an hour in, and we're watching it. And I just, I was like, God damn it. And she looked over at me. She goes, you like it, don't you? <laughs> yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, I actually liked the movie. It was funny. I think the uh, the, the, the stuff between D.B. Sweeney and Moira Kelly, uh, were was, they did a pretty good job. And while I didn't feel like there was a lot of sexual tension like you may see in some of the more contemporary ones, I definitely felt like they built it up to the right point. It, it was predictable. There were lots of montages. But where they built it up to, you knew it had to happen right before – they went out for their final performance to give them the chutzpah to kind of get it all, uh, get the gold and everything and do their move. But I thought it was hell. I thought the way that's that she, that's you know, her, yeah. I've won the battle for your soul. Yeah. Jason. <laughs> Jason. I win. Not a go in there. Jason. <laughs> Jason, you insufferable whore. <laughs> I'm going whoring in Boston, not New York City, to be clear. Um, (laughs) That scene made no sense. It made no sense. That scene didn't make any sense. I was watching it. A, I didn't remember it from the first time I'd seen the film. But it was also, why have they put that in? That that doesn't tell you anything. To contrive a conflict between them. No, no. And to establish that he likes to whore around. No, no. (laughs) I still believe that was an editing mistake. I think that there probably was some other cut right before there where he talked about he was leaving and going somewhere and they cut that out, but they left in the scene where Pamchenko is going to her and saying, oh, it's good. You cannot be alone for long. You must go. And Oh, he's whoring in New York city. Partially well, well, I will say this. It was definitely bad editing. I don't know that it was a mistake. Yes, Jason, I realize the vast li- uh, library of movies that you like to watch. There are in fact legitimate mistakes uh, in them in the, in the regards to editing and they would leave, you know, scenes wholesale and like, ah, oh, well, whatever, who cares? 
but I'm pretty confident they meant for that scene to be in there. But to your point, there probably was something before or after mm. that would have explained it better that they determined they didn't need. But for some reason, this the moment between you know her and the coach, they needed that to mm. help, I guess, gin up tension. I don't know. No, they could have left that out completely because they yeah. – if they had left it in as a complete segment where he had said he was leaving and he went off and they, they kind of uh, put it all together, I can I can agree with you that that's what it was meant to do is, is kind of crank up the tension. And she's upset at him. He's being independent and um, going against her internal wishes, even though she didn't verbalize them, which is typical. I'm not going to say anything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think that would have. But it seems like half of it was gone because I didn't even realize he had left anywhere other than the fact he kind of right. walked away from her at that moment. It didn't play out. Is it actually... supposed to take place over like a year and a half, though? Four yeah. years. How long? No, they, no, no, they meet up two years, two years later. Two years, two years yeah. Give because when he goes, yeah. It, when, that's right. After the opening sequence, it says two years later when that's he's right. walking back into the bar. Got yeah, that's right. It. But it. it was between the Olympics. So, yeah, that's right. They did say two years later and... Um, yeah, so it was, it was course of over two years, but still, um, the other big part is, you know, Hey, she had a fiance or boyfriend this whole time. How in the world can she be mad at him for being mm-hmm. a, Oh no, she, she's the Shakespeare teacher from back to school. No, 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 no. Big difference. Big You're right. Difference. That lady brought her friggin' date to the party, <laughs> ditched his ass in the car she was at least open about it. She at least came across as the hippie types, like, yeah. Yeah, that made it guy, worse. That made it even guy, more obnoxious. No, she was, at, it, well, at that one moment when she walked in on him in the hot That's tub. what I'm getting. Or, or, or better yet, has the guy she's been dating, uh, Lisa, as we've said before, out washing his car apparently at night, you know, midnight, <laughs> at, outside of her house, stood him up for a date, brings in Ronnie Dangerfield, of all people, and diddles him <laughs> before, you really... You really think this Moira, Kel- the, the, her character was worse? Really? Um, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you just tuning in, we're actually talking about Back to School, an episode we talked about <laughs> uh, three episodes ago. So in case you're in the dark, uh, go back and listen to uh, Back to School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was worse. This is worse. This is worse because uh, she didn't at least do any of that other stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You got me there, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> With argumentation like that, you ought to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I thought more Moira Kelly was cuter. That's no, no, fair. that's for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice in uh, in one of the many montages, which I know Joel particularly loved about this music, did you notice the music when they, uh, I think it's when they get to the Olympics, it's the first Olympic montage. Did you notice what the music was? Rhythm is a dancer. No, <laughs> it was it was um, like orchestral. It was. Um, oh, was it, it the was, one it, where I wrote down the note? Music equals guitar slash whammy bar with horns. No, <laughs> no, it was an orchestral version of Hearts on Fire from Rocky Four. Was it really? How the hell did I miss that? That would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because it was the only scene in the movie that wasn't a montage that used a montagey song. <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I, just a just in case i haven't um driven home the point this movie for me meh <laughs> not like it joe didn't get that oh uh, i know i couldn't tell well you know here's the problem i didn't hate it but i didn't 
it was it, it, the worst thing of all. I'm actually pretty apathetic <laughs> about it. Like I wanted like my again, my memory of it was that, you know, it was one of those movies I went and saw because I thought I was getting away with something and ended up kind of liking. And so they go, oh, here we are 20 years later, which, by the way, made me feel old as dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, was go, I was trying to figure out the Olympics. I was like, oh, wait, wait a minute. They were in the 88. And then that in 2000, we just had the Olympics. Oh my no. God. <laughs> <sighs> so yes, but I wanted to at least have that kind of, because I've had that happen a couple of times. We're like masters of the universe. It's crap, but oh, it was fun. Oh, crap. Rubbish. What? It's such a bad movie. Oh yes, it's horrible, but it was horrible <laughs> in a, yes, I acknowledge it's horrible, but I at least enjoy it kind of way. This it was like, it's not great, but it's also not so bad that I can just get like enraged, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of meh. Kind of meh. Yeah. Although, cry. Who, do you know who directed it? Yes. Yes. yes Come on, this was, all, this was all in the cheat sheet I wrote about um, on the Olympic movies the other day. <laughs> um, Mags, you're assuming I read anything that's on my site. On your own site. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably put out something that was just a bio of Joel's assholeness. And I'd be like, oh, Mags, that was a great, great piece. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, in all seriousness, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't retain. It was Paul Glazer. Yes. For those of you who are wondering. Yes. Uh, also did Starsky and Hutch. He was Starsky. <laughs> yes. And and little side note. Direct- Go ahead, Max. He directed The Running Man as well. Damn it! You took yes. my thunder. <laughs> ah, ah, I win. <laughs> I, I, I was, yeah, it was exactly what was about to come out of my mouth. Well, that and something flimmy. <laughs> so, did you like the Running Man, or are you just making fun? Of, you know, what, I love the what the Running Man. Hey. I think it's going to be CND. I haven't watched it in a long time. I think that movie would be total CND. My guess is it is. I remember watching the theaters when it came out, and I'm probably thinking it's going to be pretty bad CND. I just, but I just remember some of the payoff lines. That's all I really remember about it. With um, what happened to Buzzsaw, he had to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about those lines. Okay, the most oh, awesome thing God. ever, Jay. The most awesome thing ever. A chick with a kick-ass... Uh, Brit- would it be English or British accent? How would you, how would you prefer me to say that? Uh, either. Either? Just not, just not Cockney. Just not either. Just not I'm... either? Either's fine, but I'm really not Cockney, Joe. I'm really not. Uh, okay, really, really proper, proper. Uh, yes, proper. With, with a kick-ass, with a kick-ass English accent, doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. That may be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> We're gonna put it as our intro from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do the do kindergarten cop, yeah. The horrible. Not the Duma. Yeah, not the Duma. <laughs> <laughs> You know what Schwarzenegger movie kicks ass? Junior. Oh, oh I love that. Oh, God. <laughs> I like oh, twins. On, Junior is Junior is balls, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's one of those movies that, because they show it over here quite a lot. Um, they show twins all the time as well. You know well. what that uh, is? You know what that is? That's that's the American company still trying to get it back at you guys for the war back in the day. That's what that is. <laughs> that's, there's no other explanation why we would subject you to that crap. <laughs> is, it, is it not bad enough that we can't send Madonna back to you? Oh. No, you keep her. Oh, no, no, no. She She's got your accent, accent now. Yours? Oh. <laughs> no takey-backsies. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 but no, Junior's one. Of, I mean, Junior's not not as good as Twins or Kindergarten Cop, and I'm using good 
Are you using quote fingers right now? In yes, I really am. I really am. Um, but Junior is one of those movies you can watch it with. Uh, you can just watch it with, if you've got to have something on in the background. After taking a hit and off your crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say when you've got a hangover. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, because that will help. <laughs> it makes you throw up and you feel better. <laughs> <So>. <sighs> and in true Forgotten Flicks fashion, my job to derail the conversation off of the god-awful movie we were going to cover. Mission effing accomplished. Wait, I got one more. Oh, I got one damn more. you. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, the guy that played the doctor that told uh, uh, Doug Dorsey that he was never going to play hockey again, did you recognize him? I probably did, but I'm actually everybody in that movie at this point, except for D.B. Sweeney and Moira Kelly and Terry O'Quinn, of course, <laughs> are just like a blank face. Yeah, I didn't recognize him when I saw it. Uh, I didn't make the connection. I thought, God, he looks really familiar. Where do I know him from? And so I made a point to look him up. His, the actor's name is Michael Hogan. He was the second in command on the on the Battlestar Galactica, the the sci-fi, the two thousands version of it. The guy that was bald and kind of the rough and because we talked about Battlestar. Remember, he was the drinker, the guy that was always hey, Jay, in the boots. Jay, we all knew you were a dork. <laughs> I'm gonna outdoor Jason. Go. I'm gonna outdoor the fiance Hale. Yes. Yeah. What did you recognize him from? I know. I know. <laughs> Can I say it? Please yeah, do. I'll, I'll bet a thousand dollars is not the movie and or TV show you're gonna use. You wanna bet me, Mags? Oh, go on. <laughs> the Guardian. I'm gonna use him. Oh. Directed oh, by William the Exorcist Friedkin. You know what I'm talking about? Nope, you're on your own on that one. Seriously, you never saw The Guardian? Uh, not that I recall, no. Doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, it deals with like pagan rituals and a witch guy. And it actually kind of falls into my whole like <laughs> late 80s, early 90s, you know, the, the thriller, the interloper kind of thing. So this one has much more of a supernatural bed. And at the mm. end, they hack up a tree. He hacks up a tree with an... Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. He hacks up a tree with an axe that squirts blood and grew and gore all over him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because that's a film I'm going to have seen, isn't it, Joel? That's why I wanted you to take the damn bet. I figured it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bet you $1,000, you know, if it was Chi-Chi in love or something. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> so what movie is it? Or what TV show? Can I, can I guess? You can guess it. Okay. He'll get he it. played... The dad in Field of Dreams. Yes. He was the old guy that came out of the cornfields to play ball yeah. with Kevin. He was. Yeah. Gosh, and well done. <laughs> Yay, Jason wins. Um, he was also in an episode of Firefly as well. He was um, he was in an episode called Trash, I think. Um, Appropriate. With. Shut up. No, not Firefly. Whoa. Oh. This hey, part will be now. edited out of the free. <laughs> hey. I meant I was joking. Not a Firefly. God, I don't want to be hunted down and killed. Firefly is awesome. Maybe the greatest show that ever existed. <laughs> Brown coats rule. There you go. You're helping your case. Oh, but yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Captain. Everybody knows that. Captain. Damn it. No, I didn't remember he was in. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I'm in man love with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You're helping. He was, he was in the episode with Christina Hendricks where she comes back and she's the ex-husband that she that they rob um, the big expensive gun from. 
Oh, right, 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 right. Mm. Remember that. Because I, I was sitting watching the movie going, I really recognize him. I really recognize him. It was yeah. really one. Is it really sad that the first thing I went to see was like, oh, that's a dude from The Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pagan rituals and devil worship. Yes, Directed by that. William Freakin. <laughs> God. I didn't get out a lot back in the late 80s, early 90s, in case you missed that. Early thousands, mid 2000s. <laughs> and, and actually, even now, it's really. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys got movie picks, I hope. Of course, I let Mags know way in advance that that's yeah. the way we do things around here, little lady. Yeah. It's an hour. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's a good job. It's not the first time I've listened to the show. Yeah, that's really lucky. Yeah, that's really... Yeah. Well, it's probably not a good still, thing, you know. but... <laughs> well, Mags, are you ready to share your pick or picks with the world? I've got, I've got two. I have two. And I don't know which one to choose. Okay. Okay. I picked one. Okay, I well, think... I, I just played the bumper okay. music. Did you? <laughs> um, I am going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go with Memphis Belle, um, which DB Sweeney also starred in. What was it called? I, I you broke up just a hair there. Sorry, Memphis Belle um, oh, from that movie. I think 1990. I'm okay, not sure. apparently I need my effing hearing checked. <laughs> what the hell was it called? <laughs> Memphis Bell? Oh, Memphis. Oh, it's the accent. Oh. If you would drop your THs and make them Fs, I would have totally gotten it. So if you said Memphis, <laughs> Belf. <laughs> Memphis Bell, which is a film from the early 90s, I think, Governor. Yours is almost Sorry. as good as mine. Yours is almost. Oh, between, eh? oh. Now it makes perfect <laughs> I really couldn't make out what the hell you were saying. You're awful. You are just... It's not because of her accent. It's effing uh-huh. Skype, man. I'm sure. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I'll, Max, I'll please continue. Oh, yeah. Memphis Bell. Um, D.B. Sweeney uh, stars in it. It is set in World War II mm-hmm. um, when the um, American fighter pilots were stationed over in England. Um, and it is uh, the Memphis Bell is the is the plane, um, and Matthew Modine is the pilot. Um, it's its final mission, and it has to um, drop some bombs on Bremen. Um, and there's a whole thing sort of based around the fact that it's their final mission. Um, will they make it back okay? And um, it's got a really good cast. They got Matthew Modine, Eric Stoltz, mm-hmm. uh, Debbie Sweeney, uh, Tate Donovan, Sean Astin. Um, Billy Zane's in it. Um, Courtney Gaines, who was in The Children of the Corn. Oh, Malachi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got, um, and then it's got um, John Lithgow in it, David Strathairn, who's one of my favorite character actors ever. Yeah. Um, oh, um, Harry Connick Jr.'s in it as well. Cool. Um, and Reed Edward Diamond, who I think does a lot of TV now. Um, and I watched it again the other night, and um, it's. You, you, you know what's going to happen, but it's still it's really gripping. It's really good. Um, and um, that's, that, yeah, pretty much all I've got to say. But it's it's a fantastic movie, and I, was, um, I would recommend it to anyone. 
you know that the the cast in this film that plays the the crew of the Memphis Belle, which is the name of their their uh, their bomber plane, it always seemed to me, and I guess Billy Zane's probably the peak of this. Like they're mm. perfectly suited to be sort of the World War II flyboy oh. character. Like that's all yeah, of them. Eric Stoltz and yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, Harry Connick Jr. really looks like he's from that era, and he you yeah. know, sounds like it too when he sings. Well, yeah, because he's mm. he's more of the you know, Sinatra type, yeah. and or yeah. yeah. But uh, the the whole cast in this felt perfectly suited to that time period. That and Matthew Modine as well is yeah. really good. Yeah, I mean he's got a pretty thankless role because the character's an absolute ass. But um, that's been his. Sorry, Joel. He's an ass. Oh, nice. <laughs> I get it now. Oh, great. Now we're gonna have to go NC seventeen. <sighs> <sighs> Shit. You just blew it. God dang it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, he, Matthew Modine's brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for what is essentially a character that's pretty bland and pretty dull. He's still quite heroic, but just quietly so. Um, and yes, yeah, they're all great. Really good. I think it's probably the best thing I've seen Billy Zane in, apart from Dead Phantom. Calm. The Mummy. The Phantom. <laughs> He's not in The Mummy. <laughs> Oh no, that's that's Ross Arnold Bosselu, you dope. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Billy Zane though. He does, he does. No, no, the um No, that's oh, really? Arnold that that's Arnold Bosselu, dude. That's not Billy Zane. I'm uh, telling you. Okay. Yeah. Go with it. Titanic. The Phantom. Yeah. The Phantom. Definitely. Yeah. Zoolander. Cameo. No. Oh god. <laughs> Zoolander is one of the most overrated damn things ever. I think people just like to say they like that movie because it sounds like I'm hip and I'm cool. <laughs> <sighs> no, because the cameos are good in it. David Bowie's brilliant in that. What's that? <laughs> David, David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, okay. Love that. Yeah. He was there. He's he, a great rocker. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent pick, dear Mags. And just so we're clear, it's effing Skype. Right. <laughs> I can't get a break, people. I can't. You can't. On this show? What um, do you expect? Yeah, really. Okay, so so Jason, what is your earth-shattering pick? My guess is not half as good as Mags's. Oh, which no. Which is really hard to pluralize, by the way. No. Maggie's. <laughs> Mags's is. No. Did you know who this who the DP on this film was? Um, off the top because of we my talked head, about no. that whole stop motion and the whole the way was they it filmed. the same guy that did Dirty Dancing. No, <laughs> no, I got a better one. Oh, do I got a better one? And no, you really make Jason. Are you really going to make this your pick? Honestly, I, I really. I know Mags you... knows what I'm going to pick. She knows what I'm going to pick only because I have been forced by my three daughters, and yes, I have been forced. To see this movie more times than I care to admit. So you're going to make the rest of us pick it? Are you going to pick it for the rest I of us? I am. Too? You are all going to suffer with me. I am just that you kind of person. Statistics. <laughs> the DP is Elliot Davis. And if that doesn't sound familiar, watch a sparkly vampire movie because uh, he did Twilight. You yes. Pick, okay. Ladies and gentlemen. So let me get this straight. I pick. I'm going to have to actually Twilight. link to that in our friggin' show notes. You <laughs> SOB. <laughs> Kristen Stewart and Robert <gasps> Pattinson. If you haven't seen, oh, I you know what I'm gonna do. Wait, no, no, Jay, Jay, Jay. I'm gonna optimize this page. 
I'm going to strategically <laughs> do search engine optimization so this page will go to the tops of Google for Twilight searches, and then there'll be that Twilight link, and people will click it. Think, oh, there must be something interesting here for Twilight. I'm going to put like maybe special prize, oh, and it's going to take them to the near dark edge? page, or it's going to take them, I don't know, to Lost anything. Boys. Vamps, Lost Boys, Lost Boys. Lost, okay, Wait. well, yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> can you please? Can you please at least put it in the notes? I am clearly Team Jacob. <laughs> oh. Consider it done, my friend. Is that because you're hairy? <laughs> hey, well, fan gotta represent. I didn't even know Jacob was until Mags threw that in there. Thank you, Mags. It's a pleasure. Wow. Yeah. Well, <sighs> that's my pick. I'm not saying anymore. Kiss my ass. Your turn, Phil. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Jason. That was the best pick ever. I told you it wasn't half as good as Mag. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Terry O'Quinn was in this movie. By default, I have to pick the stepfather, but I figured I should also should pick something I haven't picked 8,000 times. So I went through his filmography, and it's a lengthy one. And that's mm-hmm. what she said. And <laughs> I chose from 1988 a movie he was in. Oh. I think he's picked the one, the other one that was on my list. Oh, let's see if I did. If I did, and I have to be full confession, I have never seen this movie. I want really? to see. Yep, it's a horror movie that I've always wanted to see, and it's one of those that it's so kind of obscure, and I never even realized he was in it. To be honest with you, I just wanted to see it because I remember the box and it was creepy. It's called oh, Pin. No. Is that the one, no. Mags? No, it's not. No, <laughs> Mags like I have no idea. What you're <laughs> oh no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Yes, Pin from 1988. It's sort of a homage, in a sense, to the original Psycho. Uh, and also maybe a little bit of the movie Magic, if you ever saw that with Anthony Hopkins, which is a fantastic uh, little thriller uh, written by William Goldman, Mm-mm. who you know gave us you know Princess Bride, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. I know who William Goldman is. No one ever heard of your crazy movie. Wow. <laughs> Says the guy who picked Twilight. <laughs> Anyway, Jacob all the way. Yeah, anyway, it's a low-budget little movie, and it's meant to be an homage. And honestly, O'Quinn is probably the only, no, we didn't even say best known, the only known real actor. Uh, the, the, you know, I mean, I guess a few of the faces seem marginally familiar to me, but probably a lot of TV and things like that. But it tells the story of a young man named Leon who, um, as a fellow introvert, I would say he gives all introverts a bad name. Mm-hmm. And... He has a anatomically correct sort of um, dummy that's meant to, I guess, demonstrate the inner workings of the body. So it's like its face is very, you know, like you see the muscles, one of those kind of deals that you'd have like in a medical school. Okay. Yeah, except he keeps it in a wheelchair and talks to it and it talks back and may or may not be alive and convinces him to kill people. And if you get the, if you get a chance, the trailer's on YouTube <laughs> and for a limited time only, hypothetically, the entire movie may be on YouTube. Not courtesy of me, but courtesy of somebody that I'm sure it will be for a limited time only. (laughs) And it's just the trailer. It's creepy. Uh, It's one of those that I always meant to watch. Never did. I I actually have, um, let's say, hypothetically procured a copy. (laughs) 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 Hypothetically, of course. And I'm going to watch this. I don't even know. I need to check. I don't even know if it's available on Netflix or anything else. So, uh, but it's Pin, 1988, creepy little low budge, you know, psychological horror mm. flick, um, where you have to wonder what this guy's deal is. His parents are dead, and he had, takes care of his. They, they make it seem like there's a somewhat 
Freudian weirdness going on between him and his sister because he's very protective of her. So, of course, anybody that gets in the way of his sister, he he and Pin, which, by the way, is short for Pinocchio, take care of them. So, Pin, 1988. And in case you mock me, Jason picked Twilight. <laughs> what I always love is our guests always pick, like, these really, like, classy, great movies. Good. good. Yeah, yeah they, and they always have, like, really intelligent ways of explaining them. And then you get to ours. Jason kind of goes, yeah, people glitter and go to hell. And I... <laughs> I have a really, really long list of movies. It's like, which one are they not going to tease me about? Yeah. <laughs> I had Field of Dreams on there. I had Chaplin on there. And I had Blind Fury on there. Oh. Well. I went with them. Oh, see? We wouldn't have teased you about Blind Fury. So there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, because it would have been cross-promotional because we had an earlier episode where we talked about <laughs> it. Wait, oh, you brought it up now so we can mention it. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that. Because that's the episode we talked about, man, boy, love. Yes. <laughs> that is, isn't it? Yes. It all went downhill, well, from episode one, really. <laughs> so, ge- gentleman and lady. I almost said gentleman, and then I realized, God, I'm a sexist bastard. It's the first woman we've ever had on. That's no, good. no, it's not, actually. We had Genozawa, Jason. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Just so you know, my friend. You know what? You know what? You're a real... Okay, enough of that. Okay, and not to bring it up, yeah. technically we had one other woman on before. Oh, shit. Are you really going to make me use my brain and think this through? <laughs> we did. Oh, give me a second. Now, wait a minute. We've admitted well, to losing your virginity to Oh, okay. Her, well, yeah, yeah, uh, but that's different. <laughs> Having an interview. I didn't say I lost my virginity to her. Jesus Christ, spread that room around. Oh, uh, so no, I you'd be spreading that room puberty. around. Wish. I said I broke into oh, puberty. Oh, you into puberty. That's right. Big difference. It was a masturbation joke, Jason. Jesus. <laughs> to Kelly Maroney, of all people. Yeah, I know. You had to our first our first celebrity joke. interview. And I do that. That was great. <laughs> I thought it was fun. I uh, it was quite fun for me. <laughs> I lo- I love improv. <laughs> so Jason, awesome. would you like to thank Mags for being here? Because I'm pretty confident she doesn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Oh, Mags, it's been an absolute pleasure. You have been a fantastic addition to the um, to the website, and we're glad to finally talk you into coming on, even if you made us watch a kissy movie. So, oh, thank you very much. Yes, and thank you, Mags. <laughs> I know you're not going to acknowledge that I'm talking okay, to you right yeah. now, but I'm going to say, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. For and there's an hour of your life you'll never get back. So, <laughs> actually, an hour and fifteen minutes. An hour and fifteen minutes of her life she'll never get back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're not making it any, any better. <laughs> I am not really. No, I'm not. You really aren't. <laughs> so, Jason, would you like to hit us with some knowledge? <laughs> yes, please. If you didn't get enough of us this hour and 15 minutes, by all means, check us out on ForgottenFlix.com. We have 79 other episodes uh, that you can go through and listen to our shenanigans, as well as check us live on Twitter. I am at Flix Sidekick. Joel is at Forgotten Flix. Uh, both of us participate in the Facebook page and the Facebook group. Uh, you can come on in there and ask permission of our master Joel, and he may or may not give you access to yeah, our. Who are we kidding? Little time. <laughs> Please just come on in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and no, I, 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 there's no, yeah, yeah, there's no discriminatory. You pretty much. Oh, look, they don't need to have a Facebook I, uh, avatar. Huh? Let them in. Um, and also go to iTunes and check us out. Uh, give us a rating on there. Let us know what you think. Only if it's five stars, because the rest of it we just really don't want to hear it. But uh, especially if you hate us, five stars means you hate us. 
Yes, that is. Uh, in case you haven't been to iTunes before, then uh, yeah, it's it's full hate. Um, I and think that's oh, it. And we're on Stitcher. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that. Oh, that's right. We are on Stitcher. So if you want to listen yeah. to us mobile and you don't want to have to download us every week, uh, go to Stitcher. Which is probably because they don't want to listen to the show, but that's <laughs> beside the point. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We automatically come onto your phone. Um, and would Joel, would yeah. you like to thank some folks who have helped us with this show beyond uh, the fantastic Max who's been on with us today? Well, of course, thank you to Maggie, who is just a heaping helping of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> How you like that? Yeah. And, yes. I love it. Of course, of course. <laughs> and thanks to always, always to JV of JVMail.com for his kick-ass spoiler alerts that prove yet again what funny sounds like because there's nothing else on the show that sounds funny except for his spoiler alerts. <laughs> and thank you to Kevin Spencer at Inkspatters.com for his show art, especially the show art that, quite frankly, I think we will leave forever, forever. Locked into the top of our forgotten Flix page at the top of the timeline. The I think we're going to make it the banner for his his the, uh, avatar profile. The cutting the edge. Whoa, whoa, not not so quick. Jason and I are slackers. We admit it. But if you listen to the show for like two seconds ever, even once, you know that. We almost forgot to mention, and that's why I'm coming on now by myself. Wait a minute. That means Jason's not here, which means I can say anything I want about him, and he can't interrupt me, except I'm usually the one interrupting him, but I digress. I'm interrupting myself. What I want to say is this, folks. Next week, no show. That's right. No show. Please don't cry. We apologize, because we're getting ready for the October Spooky Flicks Fest. That's right. The 2012. We did this last year. It was a big hit. We did a different horror movie. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to have a guest host with each and every show. We have a really cool kick-ass surprise in store, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So be sure to check that out. That first episode is October 2nd. It's going to be The People Under the Stairs. Our very own Kevin Spencer, the master of our wonderful show art, is going to be with us, and we will mock him until he cries, which should be pretty easy. So that is starting October 2nd. And just in case we can't get to it before then, to let everybody know again, on October 1st, the podcast award nomination process is starting up again. Last year, our wonderful kick-ass fans nominated us. We'd love to be nominated again because, you know, in our case, it really was just an honor to be nominated because we didn't win. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're so inclined, starting October 1st, through October 15th, there is going to be a nomination process at podcastawards.com. So if you want to check that out, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it uh, if you'd nominate us. That would be cool. So take care, everybody, and back to the music. <laughs>